real hog. <laughs> Morrissey for you folks out there, you kids of the 80s. That, of course, was The Smiths. There is a light that never goes out from the album The Queen is Dead. Great album, great song, and uh, I'm actually going to see Morrissey later this month, and uh, we'll talk more about that later. But uh, this is Michael Jackman, your host of Jackman Radio. How the hell are you tonight? How are you, Eric? Uh, I'm great, man. I'm feeling really good. I got three more wake-ups, and then I got nine days off, mugfugger. That must feel good. Five paid days, two weekends in there. So it's taken about nine days. three years, and now you're at the point, you're at the Jedi point where you have like ten paid vacation days. Per, yeah, after a like couple per year. After a couple years, you get ten. Right. And uh, my anniversary with the company is uh, June 26th, and the ten more days will re up then, and I'll have a year to use those ten days. That's good stuff. So, what are you going to do with your vacation time? Oh man. Well, probably do a staycation. Don't really have a lot of resources right now to be traveling. Uh, you know, plane tickets and gas is a real bitch. Got to have a lot of money for that shit. Hmm, you should go to the Vermont Country Store. Yeah, that's for the elite. <laughs> Just the fucking, we're the one that Robert Durst owned, all good things. Yeah. <laughs> I want to come look at my... Uh... <laughs> I got a great candy section. Yeah. Please don't pee on it. Yeah, I just freshly coat a piss on it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hang out. Um, my good friend Poopsie, Poopsie, you're hey, li- Poopsie, I know that you're listening. I love you, a loyal hey. listener. Hey, Poopsie. Um, he's gonna come up from Connecticut. We're gonna just have some boy time together. Uh, watch movies, maybe frequent the Lavin Lager, China, a Golden Wog. Maybe drink a couple of Bud Light limes. Lots of Beely Limels, aka Bud Light limes. Uh, maybe do Italian night, have spaghetti and meatballs, and uh, go hang out at Dad's, go grill up, sit on the porch. Basically go back to basics. Yeah, go back to basics, and uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm in, uh, enrolled in my last class right now, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I just uh, started yesterday. Last class of my fucking master's degree that's been going on since August of 2012. It's reaching his third year, and I'm fucking, I'm ready to be done, Aaron. What's the class? <laughs> Sped law. <laughs> Special ed law. This is a recent what? thing that they've added to the curriculum, correct? Yep. To get your master's in education over at Pierce, you have to take special like, ed law. Don't point at them. Dude, it's like, yeah, yeah don't, okay. Don't, beat them, don't like, fucking beat the kids. Yeah. Like, I get it. Yeah, there's laws. Take don't, them out of the cage after four hours. Don't hit the kids. Don't swear at them. Don't demean them. Like, I, I understand that. I, don't, I, don't, uh, I could say a lot about it, but... Um, it's, it's the last <laughs> class I have to take. The program's 39 credits... Um, so this will bring me to 33 credits, and then the last thing, the last piece of my master's degree is student teaching, which I can't do until I pass the fucking math praxis, which I've failed three times. 
Because I can't do math. I mean, JFK Jr. failed the bar in New York probably, what, three, four, or five? Yeah, I mean, the bar was probably, like, a little bit harder. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking, that's the law on learning all that shit. Yeah, but, but the um, Praxis Racket, I mean, you've given them several hundred dollars at this point. Yeah, I've taken, the, I've passed the social studies one, my second go-around. That one's 140 U.S. dollars. I took that twice, so that's 280. I took the reading and writing. I, I aced those my first time around. Those were, um, how much were those? Those were 80 a piece, 85 a piece. And then I took the uh, math. I've taken the math three times at 80 a pop, 85 a pop. So you failed the, the math uh, not once, not twice. Thrice, like John Kerry's uh, Purple, Heart. Purple Heart medals. Right. Three fucking times I failed that shit. So I'm, uh, I'm stressed about it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's like not much variation either between the three tests. Only a few points, you know. I have to get a 150. My highest score is a 126. Hmm. We got to get uh, some Rocky training, or uh, you know, Mr. Miyagi. We got to get something. Yeah, we got to do something. Yeah, honey, because will you got to get this teaching job, so I yeah. can benefit from it. I well, can go on your insurance. Right. You know, we can we can have summers off together. <laughs> you know, I can, I won't have to worry. You know, I I I need this. Oh, I want this just as much as you. I want it so bad. You're gonna make a kick-ass history teacher. Just don't play many of our episodes. Yeah, we'll have to put these in hiding when I'm doing that process. How are you at math, Aaron? Do you ever? Oh, what was your God best subject awful. in school? What was my best art. subject? Yeah, probably art. Lunch. <laughs> yeah, study hall. Recess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. When the bell rang at two twelve, leaving. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. How we used to get out at. Like, you went to Monadnock, right? Yeah, we used to yeah. get out at two twenty. And two twenty, yeah. like holy shit, dude, that's fucked. Dude, that doesn't. Yeah. It seems like it seems so late. Did you guys start at like six thirty? Mm. Uh, no, seven twenty, I think. Yeah, for us, school started at seven thirty. Uh, but now you think of it, and you're like, dude, I would love to get out of work at like two, two o'clock. I'm, I'm dude, like having lunch at two o'clock. Why do you think of becoming a teacher? I mean, yeah. there's days you're going to be there longer. You got parent meetings. Uh, faculty meetings, grading papers, there's all kinds of extra shit that goes into being a teacher. But, you know, you're not going to be leaving at like 8 o'clock at night. Hmm. You know, like the private sector. And we got weekends off, too. <sighs> yeah, so I'm Once looking forward tenure, to it. you you can get weird, too. Yeah, you, get tenure, yeah you can start. Yeah, things you, can get weird. You can get kind of weird. I mean, we, we, we all had weird professors in college. You had weird ones, right, Aaron? Kind of like strange. You kind of wondered how they functioned. Yeah, I, I had one... Um, philosophy uh professor who claimed he could float okay and because he was in that like the transcendental meditation and all yeah, that shit and, but he shit. was he was this really old guy that had like really soft-spoken old guy who had written like you know three giant like thousand page books so it was like mm. i was like all right yeah, how yeah, you I gonna argue you. that yeah. how you gonna argue that <laughs> you got three thousand no. pages with yeah, your no. byline i mean you're legit I mean, he probably floated the Pentagon with Abby Hoffman back in the day. Yeah, on LSD. Didn't they, didn't they? Remember they tried to float the Pentagon Jesus. or something like that during the Vietnam War? He was probably there. Yeah, we had this professor um, for uh, political science. It was like a foreign policy course. And basically all we did for 14 weeks was play this like fucking board game. This like strategy board game, but it had a foreign policy tinge to it. And this dude, we'd see his car parked out front of the building and like we, we legit thought the dude lived in his car because he had hangers, coat hangers of all his shirts and like tons of shit in there. It looked like he lived in there. And this this guy like definitely was on the spectrum. The was, odd, he, was he adjunct? Def, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's probably I mean, fucking washing dishes now, but I don't know, man. I, 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 I got to 
I got to reach out to some other alumni to remember this guy's name. I don't remember his name. Did you enjoy the class? Not really. I, I, I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. I just showed up. I showed up and, um, you know, I made, I made attendance. Uh, I think we only had to write a couple papers. We, we played, a, played a fucking board game. So basically he didn't want to do the work either. No. He, yeah. You know, he, he was just a weird dude, man. Just, yeah, just I, I, I don't I had, know. I got a weird vibe from him. and I had a, uh, a, I don't know. a, a writing uh, professor, you know, freshman year, you got to take, uh, what is it, college writing or whatever it's called, who uh, would cancel class all the time. He'd be like, about Wednesday's class, don't come because I won't be here. <laughs> You're welcome to show up, but uh, there's no class. So he won't be there, Mike. He will not be there. And he, he was a junk. And I'm not trying to knock a junk because, you know, our yeah. good friend Grant Love. Um, yeah. And you know, then even John Lund, who you and I both had. John Lund. Was it John? He taught. He, He's a junk. He a junk. Well, he, maybe, at, maybe at uh, Franklin Pierce. At Pierce, he was adjunct. He would show up, and I had a lot of great history classes with him. And then you had him at at Keene State. I think so he was full time there. When he figured out that he had twins, yeah, that were in his history classes, one at Franklin Pierce and one at Keene State, I think that was a real meta, a very psych moment for him. He freaked out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> oh, good, yeah, good fucking stuff. college. So good yeah, I'll stuff. be done. Hopefully, uh, I got to pass the math praxis, do this sped law class for the next twelve weeks, do my student teaching in the fall. And then, uh, you know, be all done and graduate uh, in May of next year. Have Andy Card hand, hand me my diploma. Hell yeah. And then I'll start looking for teaching jobs. This is really Goodwill Hunting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, some, some good Goodwill stuff. Goodwill Hunting, Wonder Boys. Speaking of Franklin Pierce, we went back to Franklin Pierce uh, to see a Republican presidential candidate speak last week. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas. Texas. And, well, from uh, Canada, really. <laughs> Which is funny. No one asked him about that. I know. I wanted to say, hey, my dad's from Canada, too. He's from Newfoundland. I love it. All these whack job birthers who claim that Obama was born on Neptune don't say shit about Ted Cruz, who was born in another country. He was born in Canada. He was born in Canada. His mother was a U.S. citizen at the time. Yeah. His, didn't he say his mom was like from Delaware or something? Something like that. His father was from Cuba. His father's from Cuba. You know. But uh, anyways, we're going to play a quick audio here of uh, Eric talking to Senator Ted Cruz, and we're going to recap that and uh, discuss the question I asked him, which wasn't recorded, and uh, go through that. But here's Eric talking to Senator Ted Cruz. Now, do you agree, um, you mentioned Saudi Arabia in your remarks um, back there. Um, what are your thoughts on releasing the 28 redacted pages from the 9-11 Commission that pertain to Saudi Arabia? And as former Senator Bob Graham says, their financial dealings and involvement in the attacks. Look, I think we need far more attention on radical Islamic terrorism, on the financing of it, on the forces behind it. I have not reviewed those 28 pages, so I don't want to give you an answer not knowing what's in there. There is a reason we have classified information. We shouldn't be revealing information that undermines our national security. So not having seen those pages, I can't give you a definitive answer. I do think we should make everything public that is possible without undermining our national security. Last question. With the New Hampshire primary creeping up in 2016, how are you preparing your, uh, yourself for standing out amongst the Republicans to gain the Republican nomination to New Hampshire voters? Well, I, I think the central issue in the Republican primary is going to be trust. Who can Republican voters trust to actually do what they said they would do? And in my time in the Senate, what I've tried to do is two things. Number one, tell the truth. And number two, do what I said I would do. You know, I'll tell you the support and energy we're seeing here in New Hampshire and across the country has been incredible. We're seeing the old Reagan coalition coming back together. 
We're seeing conservatives and libertarians and evangelicals and young people and Hispanics and women and Reagan Democrats all coming together. Our New Hampshire leadership team is remarkably deep and broad and diverse. Our three statewide co-chairmen, former U.S. Senator Bob Smith, former New Hampshire Speaker of the House Bill O'Brien, and Executive Counselor Dave Wheeler, are three of the most respected conservative leaders in the state of New Hampshire, and they've come together because they recognize we need a leader who will stand by his principles, who will do what he says, who will tell the truth, who will stand and fight and take on the corruption in Washington to defend liberty and the Constitution. I'm very encouraged by the support we're seeing in New Hampshire. I intend to spend a lot of time in this great state doing what we just did, doing town halls with individual citizens, answering their questions and asking one-on-one, -on -one, coffee shop at a time, VFW hall at a time, university classroom at a time, asking for their support, because the only way we turn this country around is if it comes from the grassroots, if it comes from we the people. Thank All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Senator, can I get a picture with you quick? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, She's taking it. Yep. And what do you do while you're down there? I mean, as far as bringing bipartisan uh, feelings towards your colleagues across the aisle, I mean, do you go at all with any Democratic senators? Oh, sure, sure. No, I've got good relationship with senators on both sides of the aisle. Great. Oh. All right. Well, thank you. Take care. Take care, Senator. So yeah, you were able to get in, you know, pretty much one question. I mean, you know, that that was like an ad hoc press gauntlet. After yeah, well, the, the event. Boston Herald was there, you know. Ooh, you Some know. douchebags from Keene were there who had shit questions. Yeah, just fluff. So you 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 asked him about the, you know, we've been covering this story for uh, probably since the second or third episode about those twenty-eight pages from the, the congressional report of nine eleven, which you incorrectly called the nine eleven commission, but yeah, that's yeah. fine. My my, sorry, John Gold, my mistake. But uh, you know, basically he uh, he he said he hadn't read the pages. He hadn't read it. He kind of like. Brushed it off like he had no idea what I was talking about, kind of. Yeah, it's like, dude, you know it's how, like, not, uh, how many... You're one of a hundred U.S. senators. Uh, you have access to some some cool shit that, need, that the people need to know about. And you haven't read it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just I, I just got the impression he just didn't give a fuck. You know, he didn't really care. <laughs> he hasn't thought about it that you much. Know? He's more it, concerned about, uh, you know, trashing, trashing Cuba. Jesus Christ, man. He's... He, yeah, he was going... Your question, you asked him basically... Um, what, how he would handle Cuba now that Obama has made strides and they've opened Cuba up and uh, are well, trying to normalize relations. It's been almost 55 years, you know, January to yeah. 61. Castro's like a fucking since, corpse, dude. Since we've I mean, had they're, they're done, the Castro's. Quote-unquote normalized relations with Cuba. And I just said, okay, you mentioned your background. Your father was from Cuba. He came over here and worked a job for 50 cents an hour. It's a great story. Uh, now with the Obama administration, uh, we're, we're, we've taken Cuba off the off the terrorism list. Yeah, state sponsor of terror. Woo! And uh, the boogeyman. It's Aaron. been over five decades, you know, since all that shit. So I said, what would a Cruz administration look like with respect to Cuba, and how would you normalize trade and travel and commerce for this little nation that's ninety miles off the coast of Florida? Mm. And he just proceeded to just talk about how they're like, you know, this this 
terrorist <laughs> nation and they're they're like they're propping up Iran and they're sending arms you know, to Iran it's and like, shit. Well, what about the people in Cuba, man? You know, it's yeah. they're they're just people too. Yeah. So he didn't even give an answer to that to my question. No. There, no, there was, was really no It was a non-answer. The thing though I will take away from the Ted Cruz event, um, I know earlier in an earlier episode when he announced we maybe were a little hard on him about uh, about his fervor. This is before we met the man. Especially about his musical uh, taste, uh, not listening to rock and roll music anymore after 9/11. Only an asshole would do something <laughs> Something like that. Um, however, I do have to say, I love, that. I love it. I commend him for it. Oh, his his stance on music after 9/11. I think it's brave. Not listening to rock and roll music anymore. <laughs> yeah, I Probably think it's brave. brave. Well, he had the courage of his convictions. But anyways, seeing him speak and meeting him, I do have to say he's very likable, very passionate. Um, I think he's only like 44, 45 years old, so he's not very old, um, which is also refreshing because the. Two front runners from both parties, basically Hillary and Jeb. They're in their sixties. Hillary's pushing seventy for God's sake, and, and she um, looks every fucking year of that seventy too. Oh, yeah, she she looks like she could be seventies mother, but uh, <laughs> but you know Ted was. I think there was passion there. He believes in the shit that he's spewing. I mean, he was going on and on about how, you know, God's got to be included and religion needs to be... Fucking Israel. Reli- yeah, Israel, every other word. So he's your he's your boilerplate right-wing, um, you know... He had a lot of fear. Yeah, a lot of fear in his speech. A lot of fear going on He didn't in there, offer man. a lot of solutions. I mean, he did, obviously he didn't say much about Cuba that was very uh, substantive and, and uh, you know, I don't know. So Yeah, not really. It was cool, but... I'm not going to vote for him. Fuck no. Absolutely not. Well, we'll see if we can get him in studio. We're still working on it too, guys, by the way. Yeah, well, I have, to, I have to add. I have to say that Cruz, Ted Cruz's people were very nice. His, they were. Um, they accommodated us with our they, question. They accommodated us, and I took a picture with Ted, and uh, he retweeted it, and my Twitter has just been blowing up ever since. I've been getting notifications for four days. Almost as good as Bailey Jade's Twitter. Or her well, no, her Instagram, right, Aaron? Her Instagram had been on fire at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. So, uh, before we get into another political story, uh, I'm, you guys know I love scary movies and the horror genre. This week, Insidious Chapter 3 is coming out. Great. And, uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a lot better than uh, Insidious Chapter 2, which I was disappointed in. Did you see Insidious or the second one? Or You haven't. Eric, you've seen... You saw I saw one and two. Okay, you did see one I and thought two. two, like, just sucked monkey balls. Like, I thought it was just kind of... It was bad. Kind of fucking, like, boring and confusing. Kind of rehashed, I had too. no idea what the hell was going on. Yeah. Patrick Wilson was, like, in a dream state. He was in another world, but it was, like, going on concurrent with the first one. Right. I don't know. Yeah, uh, shit scares me, man. You know I don't like those movies. I know, I know. But, but I, I watch them with you. I want to keep you company. I want to humor you. You know, you, you know, you're really into them. You know, it's a great movie. It's like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Sidious Chapter Two is not a great movie. But three, what are However, they doing? Are they... I have, I have Chapter Two. Like it's some, yeah, like, <laughs> what is this fucking you know Game of Thrones? <laughs> it's <a JD> Salinger <laughs> novel. Chap. Anytime, anytime someone says chapter, puts that in front of their movie, that just they know it's a shit movie. It's supposed to like makes it sound more right. credible. More more important. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, we planned on sequels. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, we were just waiting to see what the fucking box office did. <laughs> and if those, those those guys at the studio were going to greenlight us. The headquarters is closing too. Did you guys oh, get yeah, that? Sorry, that's the Sentinel, man. Yeah. This is the last brick and mortar video location in all of Cheshire County. Really? That's really? been open since 1983, 82. Gotta be one of the last in the state. 40, 50,000 titles going on sale this Friday. Oh, we gotta, we gotta. We will be digging for treasure. Oh, yeah. Because Aaron, we wa- the Jackman brothers watch DVDs. Yeah, I know. I and don't your understand thoughts on it. that? I'm 
I boxed up all my DVDs like six months ago. Where um, are they? In a box. I, what are you doing with them? You, you can go through them if you want. Can we I mean, have them? I have I have some of my choice ones that I'm keeping. But do you uh, have um, Hannibal season two that you could you could give to me? I have I have a digital version of it. I'm, I'm put, going digital. Could you put it on put it on my computer like you did season I can, one? I can do that. Yeah, dude, I just fucking stormed. I Hannibal's stormed. Through, I, let's talk about it's Hannibal. coming back this summer. I just fucking stormed. Hey, dude, I want to talk to you about things through season <laughs> one of Hannibal. And have been having fucking nightmares, dude. Did I, that I, show. I went through every Mads Mikkelsen movie. Like, I literally went to Wikipedia and uh, went through every one of his movies. Wasn't he a Bond villain? Yeah. Yeah. Casino dude, Royale. He's, 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 dude, he's, he's killer. awesome. Yeah, he's killer. He's fucking so good as Hannibal, dude. He's... Very he, intense actor. So intense, dude. Yeah. And just become... Quiet, he has this quiet intensity. That's what I'm saying, dude. This, like, under-the-surface rage that you yeah. know exists is like... Like uh, that Christoph Waltz. He yeah. Was, he was in uh, Inglorious Bastards. He was the Nazi uh, in Inglorious Bastards. He, right. he's, he's in Django he Unchained. Django Unchained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has that great, like, you know, intensity. Yeah. Sorry, Mike, well. to, to cut no, you no, off. No, let's, let's talk about Hannibal. Three, but no, that's, I mean, holy shit, man. Hannibal has been occupying my consciousness, my nightmares... Um, I, at work, dude, when I have like a moment where I'm kind of like not there, I'm just dozing off for a sec. You're I'll, th- about I'll think about some of the fucking images that they put in that. Yeah, the, the sequences where, where he's cooking are like yeah. the cool. Those are the coolest dude, ones. You just like your mouth is like, watering. It's like oh. what fucking? Yeah, but he's eating people. What fucking yeah. body part is he feeding now? Right. What, what's he feeding to, Lawrence Fishburne? The to, blue pill. To Graham. The appendix. Yeah, the fucking liver or the kidney. I would like this one. I'm but uh, dude, I just think the show is so stylized and it's so dark. But it it it, it, it um. God. So you don't like horror, but you enjoy Hannibal dude, season I one. Explain that. It's, I don't. Dude, I don't know what it is, dude. It's, I'll Hannibal's, tell you what. Parts of it though are just like kind of a noir. It's procedural. Like it's very noir. Yeah, it's noir. It's not yeah. as horror. There's a lot of like CSI type, like and murder. Boy, porn there are stuff some babes in, in that show. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that Korean girl, forensic. Uh, she all the crime scenes. Yep, yep. yep. I found out uh, Hetian Park is her name. She's from the same part of Mass we're from. Really? She's from like in? Sudbury or Natick. Oh, okay. Right up the Beautiful. Street. She's a babe. Um, uh, Sudbury. The t- Lowndes. The tattler. Lowndes. Yeah. The, I like how the character babe. of Lowndes is now a, a, a girl. female. And then, and then of course, um, the other doctor there um, who kind of has the thing with Will Graham. She's a babe, too. Yeah. Yeah. Those three the girls, man. They're beautiful. Mm. And then Eddie Izzard had his, uh, his run yeah, there. Yeah. Love Eddie Izzard's character. Yeah, in that show. great, I could, dude. I could have He's done so matter him. of the. Yeah, you could have played him. Yeah, yeah. What about Lance Henriksen coming in? Which brief? Who, which one was that? Was the episode dude where they have like the fucking um, on the beach, that big totem pole totem. Of bodies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's the shit I have nightmares about. <laughs> dude, the symmetry Spoiler of that. And the, yeah, well, <laughs> well I mean, this is like season this yet. is the season right. where it premiered what 2013. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm a little behind the ball here, but because I watch DVDs, you know. But wow, Hannibal! Yeah, check out Hannibal if you're into dark shit and uh, Mads Mikkelsen and um, Hugh Dancy is pretty good. Yeah, the uh, the lead who plays Phil Graham as Agent yep. Graham, Agent Graham. And I understand season two, man. They introduce Mason Verger, Cardell, one of the greatest cinematic villains, Cardell of all time, played by Gary Oldman in the 2001 opus Hannibal. I'm called a masterpiece. Anthony Hopkins reprises his role, but Jodie Foster does not. Yeah, why didn't she do that, Mike? What happened there? They didn't give her enough money. They were. She was, was Hinkley like a fucking PA on the set, or she probably had a lot of offers at that point too. Yeah, she was originally going to do it, and she just decided she didn't want to do it. 
Really? Yeah. But I thought Julianne Moore did Julianne a, Moore was good. I thought she did a good job, man. I thought she was pretty funny. I like Julianne Moore. She's a babe. You know? She's a babe. She, she's great. And, she's a good uh, actress, too. But yeah, so Insidious 3 opens this week. Um, I, I have some hope for it because uh, it's taking... It's, it's not involved the characters from the first two movies. Good. <laughs> Excuse me. It goes back before the events of the first movie. And Lynn, and, and Lynn Shay, she... She kills it in these movies. She plays the um, you know paranormal investigator who goes in with uh, Lee Winall, mm-hmm. who's of course the writer of Saw. Is mm. also in this movie is the character of Specs, and that, those are enjoyable characters. Him and his partner and uh, Lin Shay who go in to investigate these paranormal happenings, and uh, usually the most interesting and entertaining part of these films uh, involve uh, you know their scenes. So I was I'm looking forward to seeing it. I was telling Mike today to Aaron that. Um Chris Farley, there's a documentary that's going to come out about Chris Farley. Oh, shit. Long overdue, in my opinion. Authorized, right, by the uh, estate? His, his brothers are involved. They're going to be in it. Mike Myers is going to be in it. David Spade's going to be in it. Wow. All the people who were close and worked with Chris Farley are, are, have all signed off on it, and they're going to be in it. So, I mean, you know, granted... It's a, it's, it'll be interesting, though, to see, because, like, I don't know, all those all those dudes, were, they were so tight on that show. Like, they're not... You know, I mean... I want to hear the fucking dirt. Like, I want to hear how Dude. fucked up he was. So, Dude, I mean, I wanna, I, yeah. I, but I, I have a feeling that they're going to kind of hold back because you don't want to fucking you just drag well, a guy's you're, name you're, through yeah, the your mud. Your comrade, who's your brother in arms, who's yeah, passed yeah. on, you're not sure. going to reveal but not, everything. Not so much dragging his name through the mud, but as revealing who he really was. You know, when the storm. When, yeah. I heard Chris Farley was just the fucking life of the party, man. Loved, loved to pull pranks on set. Him and Mike Myers would hang out um, after the sh- after SNL, and they'd prank call people as women and shit. Yeah, you know, and actually, cool uh, stuff like that. The anniversary, the 40th anniversary special that they did recently, where Melissa McCarthy played him um, in the skit, the motivational speaker. Uh, what was it, Matt Foley or mm-hmm. whatever that character's name? She was actually wearing the very same outfit and jacket that he wore. Yeah, it was only a little loose on her though. When he <laughs> originally did that skit, so yeah, looking forward to that. Wow, but uh, yeah, Chris Farley. Uh, what, what can you say about him? He was awesome. Every movie he He's was dead. in. I mean, oh yeah, thirty three, just like his hero Belushi he died at thirty three. Wayne's World, Wayne's World two, almost we, heroes. Yeah, we just watched Airheads. He played the cop. Uh, yeah, yeah. Underused. What are you doing? Improvising. He fucking rips the guy's ring out of his chest. <laughs> I know. Just, just the best. So good. Uh, he died way before his time. If he were still alive, he'd only be fifty one this year. Yeah. And he'd be doing terrible rom-coms, I'm sure. Yeah, what what would Chris Farley be doing? Where would he be now? Would he go towards edgier stuff? Like, you look at the spoof, you know, political spoofing he did where he dressed up as Newt Gingrich, and he was going, you know, he he wanted to do deeper stuff, and I'm sure this documentary is going to explore that, so. Some of the, well, he was going to be the voice of Shrek. Right. He had 80% of that done, and then he, you know, then he died, and Mike Myers took over. Right. And then also, uh... No, this was Bellucci, uh, Bellucci, who I was reading about because they're always compared. I didn't realize this, Mike. I'm sure you did. John Bellucci was going to be in Ghostbusters. Yep, Slimer is actually kind of a tribute and based on him. <laughs> That's great. Believe it or not. So That's great. Anyways, we're going to take a quick break here, then we're going to come back with another uh, interview segment that we just recorded today, and uh, we'll uh, bring it to you in just a minute. Getting hard like a hurricane. Real hard. <laughs> Cut it up. Uh. Come on, now. Get busy. Get busy. 
All right, and uh, this is uh, Jackman Radio tonight, recording from Keene, New Hampshire. A uh, very, very special guest joining us outside here, uh, Governor Lincoln Chafee, formerly the U.S. Senator of, from Rhode Island and Governor of Rhode Island, independent governor, I may also add. Very cool. Governor, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Eric. It's a pleasure to be here in Keene. Yeah, so how are you finding our lovely state so far? We've had a good visit. We got a chance to uh, walk around the town square and visit some of the shops. And uh, now here we are sitting outdoors, so that's a good thing after all the rain, yep. which, of course, we needed. But uh, now here we are enjoying it, the outdoors yeah, here in this, Keene. It's this great. Is, this is the beauty of our, our primary here. I mean, this is it right here in action. And um, I know you touched on some great points about foreign policy in your speech. And um, you mentioned millennials, a generation which I'm a part of. And one question you were asked is, you know, how do you get millennials involved and, and get them to commit to campaigns? And I think a big part of that is listening, is actually listening to what we have to say. So I have a lot of friends who served in the military and had to go overseas and fight. And the basis of that is 9-11. So going on right now, um, there are some members of Congress, and I'm sure you, did, you served with Senator Bob Graham from Florida yes, I did. when he yes, was chairman of the Senate Intelligence, Intelligence Committee. Yeah. Yep. He talks about um, 28 redacted pages from the original congressional inquiry. Are you familiar with those pages? No, Eric. That pertain to Saudi Arabia? Okay, no. So I'm just wondering, if you became president, would you be in favor of disclosing what's in there? There's many members of Congress that are calling for the disclosure, including Bob Graham, retired now, has said that within those pages, you'll see a greater role in financing from Saudi Arabia. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think the whole 9-11 commission... Uh, had a lot of questions about it. They came out with their report, and there were still so many questions. I know I had mine. Uh, in particular, what I wanted to see and I did not see was there was the Phoenix FBI agents out there in Phoenix that had learned about the hijackers and that they, they were taking the flight lessons yep. and the known terrorists were taking these flight lessons, and they were alerting their superiors. What happened? Why didn't their superiors take action? And that was not in the 9-11 report. And also they captured one, Masawi, mm -hmm. in Minneapolis. Right. And what did they find in his apartment when they captured? That was before September 11th. So many things kind of slipped through our fingers, the 24 pages you talk about. Maybe it's time for another uh, report, yeah. and another investigation, because there were so many flaws. The uh, the Bush-Cheney administration did so much obstruction right. as they tried to do their work. And do you think a lot of that has to do with the close relationship the Bush family has with the Saudis and the kingdom and uh, their dealings in the Carlisle Group, uh, having companies together years back? I mean, th that probably has something to do with it. Well, the only way to find out is have a, a real uh, investigation that it, it doesn't have the obstruction that occurred. And I think Ham Lee Hamilton and Thomas Kane and Thomas Kane were uh, objecting uh, vociferously uh, to the foot dragging that was going on and them trying to do their work. Right. Let's yeah. let's. So, uh, President Chafee at the proper time. President uh, Chafee would be for disclosure. Job. Yes, of course. That's what the American people demand. Yeah, excellent. And another important issue millennials are talking about is legalization of marijuana. I mean, where do you stand on that? You've said a few things kind of in favor of decriminalizing recreational use. Where are you in marijuana? Would you, as president, ease the restrictions? Would you allow for more testing to see the medical benefits, et cetera? Well, certainly watching what's happening in Colorado yeah. and anybody in public office uh, that has to uh, provide services to our constituents and then pay for them is interested, of course, in the revenue stream that's coming now in Colorado. It's uh, obviously people are going to be smoking pot. Now it's getting regulated and taxed. Right. And so we'll have to look and see how that turns out. But right. certainly anybody that is trying to provide good services and lower tuitions and, and provide all the public safety 
and all the services that are acquired and keep taxes down would be interested in what's happening yeah, in Colorado and, and Washington, too. You certainly can't ignore that revenue stream. And the problem a lot of the dealers and the dispensaries are running into in Colorado is the banking because of the federal restrictions on the banks. Yes, yes. I mean, would a, a President Chafee kind of look to maybe yes. help, help that ease that process for the cash to go with the banks and yes and i ran into that because we had medical marijuana in rhode island we made that step and uh the u.s attorney's office was threatening to stop our medical marijuana program uh based on that the the the, the classification of marijuana is one of the worst yeah of the it, it's uh, up there with heavy drugs yes up there with heavy drugs absurd. it was the schedule, I think it's schedule four, they call it, or the worst of the schedules. Yeah, and, it's, and yeah, so the worst scheduling possible. Yes, uh, yes, whatever it was. And so I worked with the governor of Washington, uh, Governor Gregoire, yeah. uh, to change that. We were writing to the, because we both had medical marijuana programs. I think Washington has since gone uh, to legalization yeah. uh, since then. But we've been working to get the uh, U.S. Justice Department to change that, U.S. Attorney's Office. Excellent. And uh, another issue that I'm very passionate about um, is uh, going back to government disclosure. I'm very into that. Um, 2017 is the year when all of the files have to be released pertaining to the JFK assassination. And I believe you were probably, uh, what are you, 63 ten. now? Yeah, I was 10. Right, so you were about 10 years old yep. when that occurred. Obviously, yeah. you remember it vividly. Oh, yeah. Um, some of these agencies, uh, FBI, CIA, DOJ, are going to probably fight to have the remainder of these documents released. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, at this point, we've gone 50, uh, it will be uh, 52 years since JFK was assassinated. Majority of the country doesn't buy the Warren Commission. They don't believe it. How, yes. How about some... The House uh, had their investigation, what, in the late 80s? The House Select Committee. Yes. Right. And they, they came 78. out. 78. Okay, excuse me. And... Uh, so th th there's been subsequent uh, post-Warren investigations. And where we go in 2017 when new records become available, we'll see what happens then. So, I mean, are, are you comfortable, though, with all of the documents coming out? I mean, there's these names that keep turning up in relation to these documents. Some of these former CIA employees that are connected peripherally, you know, sure, to the assassination I, in one way or another. Sure, any time you can learn what happened, uh, sure, that's a good Hoover thing. Sure, certainly had a lot to hide in pertaining to the information he had on the Kennedys. So, Yeah, I think the American people want to know what happened. That's what I think. I, I'm 28 years old, and I've been fascinated with the case since I was like 12 years old, and I want to know what happened. And I think mm. even if, it, if our government is hiding what happened because some elements of our government were involved, I think part of the catharsis to heal as a nation and move forward is to, to acknowledge what yes, happened absolutely the catharsis that's what we need yeah i love that word um so you have a very strong independent streak which i, I greatly respect and thank i you. admire thank you and i also want to thank you for voting no on the iraq war i was a sophomore in high school and i was saying the same things you were saying you know pump the brakes let's slow this down ahmed chalabi i don't think it's very credible that's right you know the, the intelligence was clearly stuffed by this yeah. gang you taught yeah. this gang this pnac gang the it project for new american century yeah. are yeah. you familiar with that of course these yeah, guys, the neocons. this, this yeah. was George Bush's administration. These guys wanted war with Iraq. Yes, and they've been talking about it all through the 90s. And then they got 9-11, they got their chance. And they had that Unfortunately, they didn't tell the truth as what they wanted to do there. They, they used WMD, weapons of mass destruction, as an excuse. Instead right. of just telling us the truth, we want regime change and this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And talk about it. If it if sure. it's, uh, stands on its merits, we'll approve it. If right. it doesn't, we'll vote it down. And, and also disclose. At least I would have liked them to tell the truth. Disclose all of Bush's team and their connections to defense contracting and Halliburton and yeah. all, the, yeah. all the people who, who, made make the, money. who made the billions of dollars off this war. 
and the displacement of millions of Iraqis, the deaths of more than 5,000 Americans. I mean, I don't it's, have to tell you. you tragic. You, you were there at the CIA with 20 yeah. analysts. I mean, what was that like? That sounds... Yeah, that, they had, no, they had no evidence of weapons of mass destruction. I saw it there. They showed me everything they have. Uh, and unfortunately, it's cost us, as you said, uh, over 4,000 lives, 5,000 lives, and uh, $6 trillion it's going to cost us. Think of how better we could spend that money. So, so it's a tragedy and, and bad decisions. I'm running for president. Uh, Secretary Clinton voted for the war. Yeah, uh, She drank the Kool-Aid. I didn't. That is a and, very, uh, very it's a big, big, huge mistake. I don't think she should be the Democrat nominee based on that mistake. And that is a huge distinction I want to highlight here. Uh, Governor Chafee voted was one of 23 U.S. senators right. and the only Republican senator to vote no on the war. Yeah, I mean, how lonely did you feel? <laughs> just, just, uh, I mean, even even other Democrats who, who yeah. were, were voting for. Yeah, it. I mean, you had John Edwards, you had John Kerry, you had Hillary Clinton. Tom all Daschle, voted for war. Tom Daschle, Harry uh, Reid, Harry Reid, on and on the list goes. Yeah, I uh, mean, did you just feel like the redheaded stepchild of the Senate, like no, sitting alone I can't, at lunch? I, I, I just mean, did how? not want another Vietnam, and I, I I saw what it did to so many lives, and I, the last thing I wanted, and we got right back into another Vietnam. All right, and I'll close with this last question. Um, three central points of Lincoln Chafee 2016. Where do you, what are you running on? It's my record, which I have a 30-year record of serving at the local, state, and federal offices. I've been a mayor, I've been a senator, and I've been a governor. And also my character in that long period of time. I've had no ethical lapses. Yeah, I noticed that your record my is record pretty damn is, clean, uh, man. My record is trust Chafee, and that <laughs> I stand up to that. You can trust Chafee to tell you the truth. And lastly, the vision for the future. So those th three things, uh, my record as a, a public servant, my character, which you can trust, and my vision of where we're going in the world and how we fit in uh, for future generations. I look right. forward to sharing that with uh, the voters of New Hampshire. Hey, thanks a lot. And, and one thing I ask you, maybe give New Hampshire a nice shout-out in your announcement speech tomorrow in front of the, the I'll nation. I'll do my best, Eric. I'll do Ladies my best. Granite State, you rock. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Senator Lincoln Chafee, former governor, former mayor from Rhode Island, throwing his hat in the ring, 2016. We'll be back with more on Jackman Radio. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, presidential candidate Lincoln Chafee, former mayor of Warwick, Rhode Island, governor, uh, excuse me, senator of Rhode Island, and then independent governor, going to challenge uh, Bernie Sanders, Martin O'Malley, and uh, Bill Clinton's wife for the nomination for the Democrats. What'd Interesting you, guy. Yeah, what do you think about uh, his, his speech and, and your time with him tonight? I, I felt like he was very accessible. Incredibly accessible. Um, he knows the odds. He knows the odds. I mean, this guy, he's not hes not an idiot. He went to Brown. You know, he comes from one of the, you know, established families of Rhode Island. Like, he's got grand, great, great grandfathers and uncles who were governors and settlers. Right. And, just old New England money. Like, Rockefeller Eisenhower Republican. Originally, he started as a Republican. Yeah, he did. Which was interesting. He spoke about that tonight. He wasn't always a Democrat. He became very disillusioned with the party. It was very socially liberal and had, you know, other other uh, ideologies that were maybe more conservative, but uh, found himself 
voting against the party a lot of the time. Well, so. when, when the, the the fucking neocon assholes came into power with Bush, the Bush regime, is kind of when he, well, he voted no on the Iraq War. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> he voted against the uh, tax, the Bush tax cuts. All the Bush tax cuts. Super wealthy. Right. So he seems like a pretty legit guy. Yeah, he's interesting. He's going to be able to take Hillary to task about the Iraq vote because they were both in the Senate together at the same time, both privy to the same intelligence. Uh, he talks about how he went to the CIA at Langley and sat down with 20 analysts, and they showed him all of the fucking macaca, all the... Uh, all the quote-unquote evidence. Yeah, just all of the Podbean nonsense, Aaron. In the know, aluminum tubes. Yeah, that got, got that stupid war all cooked up. He said, wait a minute, we're going to go to war based on aluminum tubes. Mm. Let me think about this. Uh, no. Yeah, fuck that. So we you know, we had to congratulate him. On, yeah, on well, that. I appreciate that. I, I thanked him cause for voting no. That's how I would have voted on it. Not only was he the lone Republican who voted no on the war, he was one of 23 senators mm -hmm. who voted no. So I think he's going to punctuate that during the campaign and really use that to illustrate the differences between him and Hillary because that's going to come back and haunt her. How can a liberal base support someone who just blindly... Well, that's kind of what he's saying. He's like saying, Democrats, man, grow balls again. Have some fucking sack, you know? Be proud about what you stand for, if it is what you stand for. So, um, yeah, no, I really appreciated him taking the time and uh, I thought our little chat went well and... Uh, he made some good points, and he didn't, you know, he didn't really evade my questions. He kind of, you know, took them head on, and, um, you know, I enjoyed talking to him. And we'd like to thank, of course, Debbie, who uh, helped us set Yeah, Miss Debbie Rich. Uh, we've been emailing back and forth for a couple of months. Uh, very, very uh, accommodating, and I really appreciate your help. Thank that you. That was a great time. So we hope you folks enjoyed that interview with Lincoln Chafee. Kind of a twofer tonight, you know, one side of the aisle yeah. versus the other. Little Ted Cruz, little Lincoln Chavey. Exactly. Little New Hampshire primary. So earlier we mentioned Morrissey, and uh, I'm going to be seeing him in Worcester in a couple weeks at the um, Hanover Theater, which I've never been to. Have you ever been there, Aaron? Um, I have not. You have not been to the Hanover Where Theater. Where is that? Is that in Worcester? It's down in Worcester. And my buddy Dave Ace uh, secured me a ticket. I guess we have really good like orchestra seating. Comped. I'm very no, it's hundred bucks per U.S. U.S. You know, we're, yeah, USD. U.S. Dollars. Not drachmas. I'm excited. I've never seen Morrissey. Uh, you know, there's never going to be a Smiths reunion, so everyone can just forget about that. You'll see the Beatles reunite before you'll see the Smiths. Really. Let's put it this way: Morrissey, who is an avowed vegan, you know, vegetarian, said, "I would rather eat a dog's dick than have a Smiths reunion." <laughs> So, wow. Yeah, I mean... Aaron, and then Aaron's just like, don't be crass. Yeah. Would you tell him not to be crass, Aaron? No, I'd tell him this sounds delicious. So I think Morrissey is... Uh, I think uh, Morrissey I'm, is... I made you dog dick a la creme, <laughs> you know, Hannibal. Yeah, I made you fried dog dick. Fried dog dick a la creme with the red one. Is it creme? Greyhound dog dick better than Dalmatian dog dick. <laughs> and uh, Morrissey, you know, I think he's like a Bob Dylan type figure. Either you love him or you hate him, you know, and I find him to be genius, and I... You know, I'm, I'm digging more into the Smiths catalog, into his solo catalog, and I'm excited to see him because, uh, you know, I think it's one of the acts that you should you should check out. Now, is he gay or, like, what's, what's his deal? Is he like boys? In his autobiography that came out last year, he definitely copped to uh, relations. Having boy relations? Having boy relations, yeah. He's not, bi. Not with, no, he's not, bi-curious. He's tri. Yeah, not underage, <laughs> but, like, you know, consensual. 
Oh yeah, no, homosexual yeah. affairs. <laughs> and he, you know, he's 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 been with women. I mean, he's Morrissey. He's he could be asexual, pansexual, homosexual, heterosexual. It doesn't matter. He's Morrissey. Interesting. And it's 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 cool when you watch concert footage of him, and just there's all these guys in the front row just grabbing at him and fawning. He, he actually has like a like a you know, not security, but just like a couple of dudes who just make sure that, the, that those guys who are grabbing at him don't get too close. They're be- a couple of beefy handlers. I mean, they rip his shirt a li- just a little bit, just enough so he gets kind of excited. He, he likes that? Oh, he, can, he thrives off it. Yeah, he thrives off it. Well, everyone looks cooler with a ripped shirt, you know, especially yeah. if you're on a stage. An- another thing I appreciate about Morrissey, I'm on the exact opposite where he is on this issue. Uh, I love to eat dead animals, and he's a, you know, huge, like, anti, you know, meat activist. To the point mm. where he'll have a concert and he'll he'll say you have to ban, you know, meat selling at, it, selling any kind of dead yeah. animals like chicken or anything. And I think a couple of venues have actually uh, been signed like, off on this. Really? I mean, he makes Paul McCartney look like a look like a Boy <laughs> Scout with the, veg, with the vegetarian <laughs> shit. Right? McCartney so. was like, "I'll be vegan today," you yeah. know, and, and just and, wear this bracelet. And this is you know goofy song. And Morrissey's Morrissey's all, all like, like, "Yeah, like you, I'll cancel the show." Jesus. So. Good for you, he Morrissey. The core of his convictions. Mike. I look forward to seeing you, and I'm going to be writing up a uh, concert review for that, which leads into my next uh, point. I'm going to be doing some uh, work for Cider Magazine. They're a What's Cider Magazine? Cider Magazine is a New Hampshire and Vermont-based publication uh, about music that mostly covers regional and local stuff within New England, but of course any national acts that come in. And um, I had a chat with the uh, editor the other day, and uh, she's interested in having me do some work for them. So my first assignment will be in a, a uh, review of this Morrissey show. Cool. So I'm pretty excited. Nice. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna tie it in with Jackman Radio, and you know, do some do some branding. Fuck yeah. So I'm excited about that. I've always, uh, always, of course, been a big music fanatic, and mm. uh, you know, been playing music for most of my life. And so I'm gonna do some writing about music, and we'll see how it goes. That's awesome. Yeah. Fiji. Exactly. Fiji, Aaron. So we can't close without mentioning Caitlyn <sighs> Jenner. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, hey, girl. He's like, hey, girl. It all kind of kicked oh, off with the, the interview with uh, Diane Sawyer. That's where things kind of kicked off. Diane Sawyer walked in. He was just like, hey, girl. Are you okay, Bruce? Yeah, I'm ready. And then when he uncoiled the ponytail... There was decades of liber just liberation. Decades of 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 just oppression, oppression. And, and and lies, just instantly liberated. That Vanity Fair cover, Aaron. Thoughts? Mm. I've just beautiful. Yeah, they definitely they covered the man hands. <laughs> they, he's got the, his this man is a six hands foot behind Olympic his back. I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to. A lot of airbrushing. They were everyone was saying he looks like Jessica Lange. Yeah. That's what I was saying today, Mike. Jessica <laughs> Lange. Looks better than Jessica Lange. Jessica Lange is, yeah, kind of mannish compared to yeah, Caitlyn yeah, Jenner. Yeah, you got to be. You get. I bet Jessica Lange's not very happy with that comparison. I mean, she's trending, though, right now. We're talking about her. Yeah, because people are saying she looks like a man. <laughs> she looks like <laughs> someone who used to be a man. Or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, all the hands and all those pictures, the Vanity Fair pictures, they're all they're strategically obscured. placed. Are they? The legs look good, though. I, I took note of the legs. The legs, yeah, yeah, yeah. The silicone yeah. beef-ups. Right. Yeah. Eric was wondering, what are, what is that? What like, is that made of? Is that just like a big thing of like KFC chicken fat that they kind of formed are, in silicone? His tits? Yeah, yeah. the boo-boos. Yeah, it must be silicone like you do it with, with like chicks when chicks get 
Breast plant, sure. breast implants. So they like cut it open and then, the and then his nipples, it. his guy nipples, yeah, they, like they cut you up below the oh, nipple. Oh, below. Okay, and then, so and then they insert it kind of balloons out. Yeah, and then that way the curve of the breast hides the scar. Oh, okay. I like that. So you can't see the scar unless you kind of get 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 underneath it. Like there, fucking you know? lift it. Yeah, <laughs> I think unless you're effect- sucking the tit, you know. <laughs> I think she's effectively silenced all critics. Yeah, I hope with that so. spread. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. 60. yeah. Look as good as training at 65. You must. <laughs> you try. You try. Yeah, you try and look that good. Right. And I, no, I'm, man. Pro- props, dude. In all seriousness, man, the, the fucking guts that it took to do that, because you have the whole goddamn world watching, and then you have that, you're attached to that Kardashian fucking freak show. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. That That's, that's gutsy. It's really gutsy. I'm happy that. for it. The whole world's watching you. And you wondered, Aaron, how much she's getting for the Vanity Fair shoot yeah I mean you just, you just million, know I at mean, least a million a lot right? yeah he's he's kind of milking every stage of this you know he did the Diane Sawyer interview and then a documentary's gonna he's come out he's probably trying to right? pay for the fucking well yeah the, dude that <laughs> the, fucking the surgery yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah he, he fucking for his insurance <laughs> that whole yeah. thing where I killed someone on accident yeah I'm ready. He was checking his makeup. I'm ready. Yeah. He's learning how to be a woman. You know, women know how to drive, be on their cell phones, do their makeup, and you know, have road rage. Yeah. He's learning how to do it. <laughs> trying, learning how to drive like a woman. He's killing people on the road. <laughs> He's doing his best. God bless him. Uh, I love him. It. God bless. She, uh, she. Now, and then another thing, like if your dad does that, so he has all these sons. What do you refer to? Your dad, now that she's a woman, do you say my father or mom or my... She, she's she's my dad, Aaron. Yeah, I mean... That's, I don't know. They, that's my dad. Whatever he tells you to do, I guess. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Right? Sure. And uh, pretty sad. Joe Biden's son died there. Oh, yeah. Bo, Bo Biden. Bo Biden. He's like only 46. Like brain cancer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know him. Yeah, I mean, no, none of us knew him, man. Yeah. Well, it you is. know, I mean, you know, that whole story, I mean, you know, uh, Joe Biden, when he was elected into the Senate, he was sworn in at the bedside of uh, Bo Biden after a, at the hospital because he was there after a very tragic accident which killed Joe Biden's wife and daughter, I believe. Yeah. And the two sons survived. Yep. And they were injured really bad. And we're in the hospital for a long time. So so Joe Biden would le- would leave and commute four hours to go be at his Delaware son's, be, you know, bedside to tuck him in at night. So right, you know, beyond beyond the, all the shit about politicians, they're they're still human beings. And uh, yeah, it's a bummer. That's a sad story. But no one's immune from the big C. That's right. That's what that illustrates. So, I'm ready. Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit about Tinder? Uh. Yeah, what's up with Tinder? Oh, I'm on Tinder. So you're on so there. You're on Put Tinder. myself out there. What's your handle? Do, Not you, do you have to have a handle? Uh, do I have to have it? I don't know. I think I just put in my email. Big I think Cockman you just read, 86. No, because you, it, it, it's just like every all the other apps now. You just It links to your Facebook, and it pulls all its info from your Facebook. Oh, so. okay. Your pictures, too? Or do you get to pick uh, like what yeah. pictures? Yeah. Well, that's you want. the thing I didn't have. This is you put up oh, the Bruce Jenner boring affair. myself already. It didn't have pictures. Like yeah, I, I didn't. I don't have any really profile no, you, pictures of myself. No, like you I just don't. fucking douches myself out, fucking uploading pictures of myself. And uh, so I had to. I forget how I did it, but I. How do you attract females? Through this, if there's no pictures. 
Oh, no, no. Razor I, I, I mean, I have pictures up now. Oh, but yeah, it's Aaron's a handsome boy, by the way, folks. Let me just, yeah, let yeah. Me just tell you yeah, that right now. Like, very I'm well ready. coiffed. I'm ready. Very well dressed. <laughs> <laughs> very talented. And He's got his chucks. You know, very, very talented. Any, yeah, anyways, Tinder. Continue. So, yeah, so it's just swiping, you know. Swipe. I, I, everyone knows this already. You swipe, swipe left. I've actually never been on Tinder. Yeah, I, I did well, the plenty yeah, of fish thing like five years ago. And, yeah, that, that didn't go so well. Well, this isn't going. This is monumental bust. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what kind of what kind of girls have you attracted? I mean, what kind of well, correspondence no, so, like, have you, you had? You just you go through pictures, and if you if she's hot, you click yes. If she's not, you click no. That's what I'm doing anyway. <laughs> and uh, I, don't read it. I don't read any fucking profiles or any of that shit. No, no, no one and, does that. Uh, right, right. So and then so eventually, if someone does the same to you, it comes up and it says this person liked your picture, you like their picture. Oh, we have a donor blah, match. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. that's right. So, and who is have any? So yeah, major have bust. Any, have, have, any, have any trannies no, liked your picture at no, least? No, I'm not I mean, that are fortunate. Tra- are trannies on Tinder? Not that fortunate. I don't know. Trinder, tranny. <laughs> yeah, right. They <laughs> should have tr- one. Trinder, this grinder. That's for people who are gay, right? That's right. the gay persuasion. Yeah, and, and then, then the, uh, the 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 lesbian one is scissor. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually not real. I didn't come up with that. Actually, no, a not. friend of mine named Melissa came up with that joke. Yeah, that was funny. I she gotta give her. Laughing. I gotta give yeah, her give Melissa. Melissa, that, that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That's good stuff. Yeah, I don't know, man. How the how fuck do you meet girls in 2015 without creeping them out and making them think you're a fucking serial killer? Well, Tinder in New Hampshire is about as useful as fucking Uber in the North Pole. There's just nothing. <laughs> there's fucking. There's nothing. You know, you're swiping past the same ten fucking faces. Yeah, you gotta like get half off. of them are your cousins. You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, or your friends dated them. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, I don't want to become an Eskimo. All yeah, set. Exactly. Wow. Well, I'm not going to go on Tinder because yeah. I have a track phone. Right, right. Which never has minutes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how does that work in your dating life? Fucking <laughs> few few minutes per swipe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> She's given you three minutes. She's interested in meeting for coffee. <laughs> I don't know, man. Jesus, uh, uh, meeting people. I, I like going on date. Like I, I, yeah, I, I mean, enjoy dude, if dating. You, if you can line up either like way, a, like whether it works out or le- it doesn't, it's yeah, fun but to go even, on dates. Even the right, the idea of lining up a legit date with an interesting woman is exciting. Yeah, and uh, few and far between in New Hampshire. Dude, the thing uh, now though with these apps and like some some of these girls want to draw, they want to just text for fucking days. It's like, dude, I'd rather like yeah, I, I don't mind texting and shit, but like, yeah, I'd rather yeah. just fucking you know go out. Let's meet up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Texting is like digital foreplay. Right, and I, you know, a lot of it's my shit. To like a lot I'm of such a translation type stuff. Yeah, too. and I'm mm. such a sarcastic guy. Where it's yeah, like, don't be curt. Uh, be curt to one so word then, answers. So then, yeah. So then you like just. That. So then you're typing, not the way you would like. I always try to type the text the way I would talk. You know. Right. And like, so you don't want to be misinterpreted. So all of a sudden you're texting, and you know, it doesn't in a you know voice that doesn't even fucking resemble right. your own. They, right. So in their mind, maybe you insulted them, or they just, don't even. You know, yeah, it's just. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll we'll keep tabs on Aaron's Tinder experience, don't. and uh, if please he don't. lures any kind of good trannies or any interesting stories, we'll be sure to break it here on. You Jackman should set Radio. up a Jackman Radio, you know, Tinder Grinder Scissor account, and see what we can <laughs> rope in. 
Just yeah. see what we catch. There's lonely hearts out there. Exactly. Everybody wants someone Gotta to love. Be somebody's baby. Oh, oh, I do have a story from over the weekend. Yeah. A little interesting. Kind of interesting. I went to uh, my college town because there was a party up there. Um, and I was just kind of walking around, got a sandwich at... at up beat, in Portsmouth? Uh, Plymouth. Plymouth, right, Plymouth State. Got yeah. a sandwich, uh, chicken salad sandwich at uh, Chase Street Market there. Was walking around, got a little smoothie, just walking up and down Main Street. You know, was that just, your haunt when you were there? Yeah, just strolling down memory lane, just great time. And uh, so I see these two guys in suits dressed up. They're walking you know, down the same street as I am. They're walking towards me. And uh, they were Mormons. And they, you know, they, I had, they, you know, started talking to me. I'm like, fuck it, I got nothing to do. So I'm just talking to them. Talking yeah, you humored to this it. Guy. Yeah, yeah, I had a party later that night. So, like, fuck, I'll get a story out of this at, at the very least. So uh, they, they asked me if they could show me a video. They had a video about Jesus Christ. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So they had, the guy pulled out an, an iPad. They had a Mormon iPad. And they had a, a, a video all queued up, ready to go. And it was, you know, just kind of this, you know, it was just this lame kind of, um, you know, uh, like training video, like, like a training video you'd see at work, you know, and with uh, hashtags and you know, lame phrases. They have and, a good actor playing Jesus? Yeah. Well, Not Jim Caviezel, it was, right? They, it was like mostly like Ken Burns effect kind of stuff with just like pictures. Like, it's implied. Yeah, yeah, fading in and out and... Um, voiceover but it was it was just like it was just one of those things where I just had to I decided in that split second to just go with it you know just say yes say yes to the situation that was me I'm usually not that guy um, you humored it though but I'm, I'm getting better with the religious stuff like I used to be very angry, angry yeah, anti-religious right, yeah. guy yeah man I, you know I've, I've, too, man. and I I'm, still I am like if, if I watch a fucking I've evolved on that you know you see enough documentaries about fucking abusive priests you you know you kind of you, yeah, you'll, us you'll be angry for a while about that shit. <laughs> did you ever see yeah. Deliver Us From Evil by Amy Bird? oh yeah yeah it's a great I one I need to see that she has a new one out about Hollywood pedophilia, which looks fucking dark. Oh, sexy. You know? I, 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 I mean, I'll see it. We'll review it. But, yeah. But so, Maxima, okay, so. Me and Max Copa is the best one. The best best one I've ever seen. About the Catholic Church? Or well, it's about... Uh, I forget. I think institutional it, abuse? I want to say it was in Michigan, but it was a, it's, it was a deaf school where the, oh. the group of priests ritualistically molested and physically abused deaf children oh, over, over decades. Oh. Is Helen Keller the headmistress? Yeah, well, the, and, the, and the nuns fucking kept it all wrapped up. And so, oh, so like, this dude, whole fucking fuck. church. And then the, the the Pope knew about it. it was, the church was actively covering everything up. Like, oh, they just take not, these... just, not just moving people around, right. like, burning fucking documents and shit. Oh. And, you know, uh, bribing police. And... That reminds me of that movie Philomena. Great movie. Yeah, Philomena. I mean, yeah. Philomena touches on that kind of lightly. I mean, yeah, very lightly. Judy Dench doesn't really lose her faith, even though she knows the whole thing is really fucked up what they did. Right. But anyway, so you have, you're, you're talking to these two Mormons. Yeah, what I... I, so I mean, you probably don't even get into an, an angry argument. You probably just, at this point... Well, you're you humoring were, it. You're listening well, to they them. were... You want to hear their points. What were they, yeah. like 18, 19, 20? Oh, they were really young, young kids, yeah. Um, I asked them where they were from. Um, I, t- I talked to them about bass fishing a little bit afterwards. I like that. I just totally just turned it off of religion like just like yeah so what are you guys doing hey, what are you into you're humans I'm a human yeah. right 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 let's talk um so yeah, I mean that's basically it there's not there wasn't a huge it was just the the, the just the act did of they have fucking, literature for you 
Oh, they, they gave me this little. Do you oh, have literature on you? They gave, yeah, yeah let's talk. I kept it. They gave you this little card. It's a little card. It's got a picture of Jesus. I'll read um, about it. Picture of Jesus with his hand over a boy's shoulder, and at the bottom it says hashtag because he lives, and it says he lives Now the Catholic version of that card would be uh, a priest or Jesus touching the boy's pee pee. <laughs> right. It says because he strokes. The hand would be in a different location. Wow, dude, they, they fucking they got this outfitted to social media. Hashtag because yeah, he yeah. lives. They got a slick campaign. And they and I was telling the Church of yeah. Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. They got money. Ooh, There's they money. Got, they, they got, got they got you know they got tax, untold billions. Tax free exemption, and they got a slick campaign. So they this got, was you were up at your friend uh, the he college. Was up at his college town. Yeah. In, uh, okay. Plymouth. Interesting. Isn't that where the Flying Monkey is? That music venue. Yeah, yeah, that's fairly new because it wasn't there when I was in school. So it's within the last see, couple uh, years. I'm hoping to go see Justin Hayward at the Flying Monkey in August. He's the lead guitarist and singer from the Moody Blues. Oh, cool! I'm gonna try and yeah, get David Tell is up there pretty soon. I think goes as well. But the comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess you get to a point with the religion where, if you're an asshole atheist like I am. You would just rather have a polite exchange, right? Is that kind of where you're well, at now? I, I, I mean, I was wearing my Faith No More shirt, so I think uh, they <laughs> just saw, like, it, it tipped them off. Yeah, so they were just fully expecting me to... Be rude? Yeah. Dismissive? So, so I just wanted to, you know, kind of... I don't know, sometimes I just like stepping out of my comfort zone and... and Having a dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hearing them out. What do you, it, mean, was a bo- it was a boring... Who gives a shit dialogue? I'd have him on the show. Was, I, I, I th- you know what? We need to get a couple of fucking LDS. LDS. Well, Mike, we were talking I, about Mitt Romney. I mean, I kind of want to interview Mitt Romney now. I mean, he took he's liberated. Sh- he took his shirt off and went into that boxing ring with uh, Evander Holyfield. Yeah. You know, he's he's almost 70. He looked great, by the way. Yeah, his upper. Man, what a nice body Mitt Romney has for really? an old guy. Oh, he's never, had this, he's never lifted more than, you know, one pound at a time. You know, that's funny because uh, my yeah, old he, man he lifts the, the bags of the dollar signs. The cash. Yeah, yeah, the, cash. Cash. <laughs> the U.S. dollars. Acme, Acme, my old Acme man just had Kirby bags. Kirby vacuum cleaner salesman come to his house while he was working. <laughs> him and him and uh, the dude he sells cars with, they were they were fucking. I don't know. They were they were working on the house or they were was working on a car, and these Kirby vacuum salespeople came, and my dad invites him in and cooks them hot dogs and hamburgers and sausages and rum gives drinks. rum drinks and shit. So they have the kid there for like probably an hour. Probably two hours. And the kid's fucking boss shows up. And he's sitting there half cocked with my dad and and my dad's business partner, Brian. And and he's got a fucking... They're big, playing guitar. They're playing guitar. And, the, and my, dad, my, dad, my yeah. dad's got the Kirby vacuum all fucking taken to pieces on the island. And... Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was a funny story. I mean, how often do you see a Kirby salesman up here? They were like from Worcester or something. Yeah, so they, were, they were out of their element. Yeah, they were definitely out of their element. But it's just a funny yeah, story. You want to be rude to people like that? I mean, yeah. having been in the customer service industry now for you know several years, I'm never rude to anybody if they're trying to sell me something. I just well, I was so taken. Off were they wearing guard? the like white I... shirts tucked in? Or is that the Jehovah's Witnesses? They have the white attire. No, they, 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 do you know, they just they had a collar shirt yeah, and the tie. Pretty good. They were presentable, right? Or whatever. They, yeah, they were but presentable. it's. You know, it was a fucking Saturday. I had just eaten lunch, like, walking down the street. Like, I just wasn't prepared to fucking have a dialogue about fucking religion, that, you know? Yeah. So, like, I mean, they wanted to get into it. Like, the guy's telling me, well, what do you believe? And I'm like, ah, yeah, I just, I don't yeah. want to. Why do you care what I yeah, believe? Who, who gives a shit? You're going to waste I don't your care. precious time that you have on this planet. Yeah. Going on asking about me, that nonsense. You know, worrying about that. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. And plus, they just have this dialogue that they're just. They're going to script they've been their trained false name, right? to say, yeah. and yeah. it's just kind of, yeah. it's all forced and are you lonely? Ugh, awkward. Are you are you wondering what's missing from your yeah. life, yeah. that hole in your soul? Well, I got an answer for you. Ten percent of your paycheck, and I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you about it. You got a hundred bucks? I'd respect them more if they fucking wanted money. Well, ultimately, they about it. ultimately they yeah. want your money, dude. That's what keeps them going, because they don't got to pay. They don't have to pay Uncle Sam a goddamn dime, you know. Wow. Fucking Mormons. Good stuff. Joseph Smith. Complete huckster. Complete huckster. Criminal. And yet, alive and well in New Hampshire. He did something right. Yeah, he did. He did something right. Imagine going back in time and being able to see the kind of shenanigans Jesus was actually pulling, giving his followers, you know, psilocybin or whatever it was to make them believe he was doing the miracles that they spouse that he did. As Hitchens says, the alleged Jesus of Nazareth. Exactly. Alleged. Well, great faith story. I think we should close tonight with Faith No More. Yeah. Aaron, tell us about Faith No More. Um, new album out after 18 years, I think. It's fucking awesome. Goes all. It's all over the place. Just like the band. How would you describe their genre or their sound? Um, or do they do they do they bust the conventions? They of- were like one of the first like alternative rock bands, I think. They kind of they came around a little before the Chili Peppers. They kind of had a mm. similar sound to the Chili Peppers, um, except they didn't suck. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as as bright and you know shiny and as the Chili Peppers, but uh, <coughs> definitely you know they they had a lot of different phases. They they definitely they they kind of tested their audience out a lot. Um, they did like the, one of the first covers that they did was War Pigs, and uh, you know, oh, all by the, Sabbath. Yeah, and all the metalheads. That's heads, a great song. All the metalheads loved it, and then just kind of to piss off everybody, they did uh, Easy Like Sunday Morning by the, the the Commodores, Pretenders. I think it was the Commodores. Commodores yeah, I we think. can we can fact check. Just that. to piss off all all the fucking metalheads. So who, who the, got into them? Right. So they're yeah. just kind so of. So they, they, def- they defy genre. Yes. Yes. I, I, I hate Chili Peppers too. I, I don't like. You know what, guys? I don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I never have. I can't How many songs in. do they have, Mike? They have like three songs that gets played in heavy rotation. <laughs> they're all about California. And all fucking horrible. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis' voice, I fucking hate it. It's so <laughs> annoying. It makes me want to just fucking put a corkscrew in my head. Just don't even get me started on it, okay? I just fucking, I'm so, I, I hear him on the radio and I, I'd rather, you know, if I can't change the dial quick enough, I'll crash my car so I don't have to hear it anymore. <laughs> but Aaron, which track would you like to play by Faith No More? Uh, I think I'm going to play the last track on the new album. It's called From the Dead. And what's um, the new album called? Uh, Soul Invictus. In, Which is, I think, Conquered Sun, I think. In means. Latin or something? Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed another episode of Jackman Radio. We will be back very soon. More exciting guests, more dull and interesting shit to talk about. As always, I am your host, Eric Jackman. Hi, I'm Mike Jackman, and that's Aaron LaFon mm-hmm. taking a big chug of mm-hmm. Heineken. Yeah, who's tonight's show brought to you by, Mike? Tonight's show was brought to you by Bud Light and Heineken. And Chicken. And chicken, which we're about to indulge in. Which I pulled out of the oven. You heard beeping earlier. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> One love, Jackman Radio.